Today, we're gonna to be talking about balling on a budget. What can you do in your business right now to make more money? What can you do to close some sales without spending a lot of money? Kyle and I are gonna break down three different strategies going back to the basics so that you can make more money in real estate without spending a bunch of money. Welcome to this week's episode of the Whistle Way Podcast. Kyle, today we are in a unique market and I think it's safe to assume, safe to say that everyone from team leaders to agents on a team to solo agents to agents that have been veterans for 20 years to agents that have got in the business two weeks ago, they're all feeling the struggle. They're all, uh, not all, let's just say a, a good majority are struggling um, with this market with interest rates, with inventory, with the back and forth, everything is uh, tumultuous right now. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, I mean, the reality of it is there's, depending on the market that you're in, 25 to 50% less transactions happening today. And we've only lost like 5% of the agents. So if you do the math on that, the number of transactions per agent is down substantially. Yeah. So I get it. So yeah, I want to dive in today. I want to talk about strategies for, we'll just call it balling on a budget. Balling on a budget. Yeah. How do we ball on a budget? Because let's be real. Most of us are, our budgets are different right now than they were a year ago or more so two years ago, right? Like we, we have to really tighten things up a little bit. And so I want to dive into some of the strategies that I'm seeing work in today's market that don't cost a lot of money or any money for that matter. Ooh, I like the free, free 99. I like that. <laughs> cool. Welcome to the Whistle Way podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with eXp Realty in San Diego. And I'm Brian Kochi, Director of Marketing here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out there and crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us, hence the topic today. Uh, so if you do have a question you want to have us answer on the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com. On there, you can subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel. Obviously, ask us questions. You can join our referral network for everybody leaving California. You can join our private Facebook group and email newsletter where we share a lot of tips and tricks and get dialed in with our video content creation course called the Media Mayor Mastermind, uh, where you can learn everything Brian and I have learned over the last eight plus years of creating media content together. All that at thewhistleway.com. So Kyle, let's jump into it. I, I, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I, I would love, I love the number three. I want to give you, I want you to give me three strategies that someone listening can implement in their business today to start making money and one better not be dry for Uber or Lyft. Let's talk about, let's keep it in the real estate business. Crypto is cool. Have you heard about that? I want three strategies on how agents can start making money now without much or any uh, spend. I fell asleep in an Uber the other day. I took an Uber once and the guy didn't say a single word to me for the 45 minutes. It was, it was really awkward. There was like, anyways, doesn't I, matter. I prefer that. You could, you know, you could set that when you order your car. Now you could talk about like, if you want them just to shut the fuck up or if you want them to actually converse with you. He, but he was like, he didn't put any music on. It was just really weird. It was a whole awkward thing. Anyways. Always bring headphones. I realize that now. Yeah. So strategy number one, let's, uh, let's talk about it. Yeah. So the thing that, that is happening right now in this market is like we talked about, there's so many less transactions happening. There's less attainable dollars out there in the market. And the number of agents trying to attain those dollars is still very, very high. So I'm seeing 
team leaders question whether or not they should even be running a team anymore. Should they go back to being a solo agent? And then I'm seeing solo agents question if they should even be an agent anymore or if they should go back to being a barista. Like those are the conversations that I'm hearing happen a lot out there in the industry right now. You said three things. There was fewer transactions. Yes. There's fewer dollars available. Those go hand in hand. Yes. Okay. Uh, what was the third one? The number of agents. So the thing is, depending on your market, uh, most markets are down in the neighborhood of 25 to 50% in the number of transactions that have closed year to date. At the same time, yes, agents are getting out of the business, but based on the last set of numbers that came out, roughly 5% of the agents have gotten out of the business. So it's not in line, right? Like if, if you had 50% less agents and 50% less transactions, then the average transactions per agent would be about the same. Mm -hmm. But when you have one number come down, let's call it 50 in, in the worst markets, and you have 5% less agents, the total number of transactions divided by the number of agents shrinks, right? So the average transactions per agent is down substantially this year. Now, I know we're not, we weren't planning on talking about this, but when we talk about fewer dollars, obviously less transactions is going to be less. Are we seeing any of the commission compression that has been talked about in any large scale that you're seeing at all? Um, I think naturally in a market like this, you're going to have some commission compression because people are desperate to get a listing and they'll do anything. So not so much from like the outside forces, right? I know there's always like people think Zillow is going to take over the world or whatever. Um, but that's not the, the pressure that's being felt. The pressure right now is people are broke is a joke. And so they're willing, like they would rather take a listing for like, 1% than not take the listing just so they can make something. So there's some compression from that, but I don't think in general, if you looked at like average commission this year versus last year, I don't, I don't think it would be substantially different. You might see buyer agent commission a little bit lower right now. Because you don't because, need it to be as high. Yeah. And the commission's obviously a, a touchy subject, so we won't touch on specific numbers right now, but, um, you know, there's far more buyers than there are properties for them to buy. So, right. You just follow what the new home builders do. Like when there's an oversupply, they'll pay a higher commission. When there's a undersupply, they'll pay less commission. And I think we're in the undersupply economy right now. So there's definitely some agents out there that are charging or are offering a lower commission to buyers agents than they were a year or two ago. That makes sense. Um, but it's good to hear that it's not, we're not seeing it go from, we're not seeing it drop 75% of what it was yeah. last year. Um, but just kind of the ebbs and flows with the market. Okay, cool. Sure. Um, all right. So balling on a budget. Yeah. Um, how do we get clients to into properties, uh, or out of properties, I guess, without spending a lot of money? Give me a strategy. Yeah, absolutely. So what you have to look at right now is there's, there's two ways that you can invest into your business. There's check equity and there's sweat equity. And over the last year and a half, two years, when the market was overstimulated and there was, you know, a crazy number of transactions happening, you were having buyers call you and it wasn't, is this buyer going to write an offer? It was just, is their offer going to get accepted? Like we were just in such an overstimulated market. It wasn't reality. Um, but that's what some people became accustomed to their, their spending became accustomed to that. And they started spending all this check equity and they stopped putting in the sweat equity because they had all this check equity. Well, the problem is they've run out of check equity. They've run out of money and they, forgotten how to put in sweat equity. And so if you're experienced, what I want you to do is think back to when you first got into the business and you had no money, you had no check equity to invest. 
I want you to start thinking about getting back to the basics. Like what would you tell a new agent getting into the business today? Right? Like let's assume you're one of our agents who's closed a hundred plus deals before and a new agent gets in the business. What would you tell them? That's what you should freaking be doing. But yet the experienced agent was like, well, well this new lead source, this new that fuck all the new stuff. Fuck threads. The threads are already dead. It lasted a week. It's gone. Like, fuck all the new things, the new this, the new that. Like, this is the time to go back to the basics. Like, this is not the time to like, oh, well, I heard about this or that. Like, no, this is not the time for that. This You've got to go back to the basics right now and think about what would I recommend to somebody that was brand new getting into the business. So we'll talk about one that I think is really important. It's probably the uh, arguably the fastest path to getting some transaction is get signed up on every referral website that there is. Not where I thought you were going. Okay. Every referral website that there is. So one of the things that's happened over the last few years is a lot of these companies have realized that agents, they could charge us up front for leads, which is cool. Or they, instead of charging us up front, they could charge us on the back end and collect a referral fee. Um, they also realize that if they put a little bit of work in up front, they tee us up with better quality leads. It's a higher conversion rate and they're probably going to do better at the follow-up than we are. So they do the follow-up up front, get the leads ready to go and then turn them over to an agent. Agent closes a deal and they're collecting referral fees in the 25 to 40% range. So I would get signed up with all of those because the beauty of all of those referral websites is none of them cost any money. Or if they do cost money, I'd actually probably run away because if they're trying to charge you money up front, do they really have the quality leads on the back end? Like I'd be questionable of any of those referral sites that are going to charge an upfront fee. Like to me, that's a red flag. Um, so if you want to get a list of all the referral websites that I know of, um, I'm assuming this is going to make it get repurposed on some stuff. So just send, um, the word referral in the comments and, uh, my widget of the week will send you <laughs> my widget of the week will send you the information of a list of the referral websites, but I would get dialed in on all of the referral websites because they cost you no dollars and they're going to send you motivated clients and you only have to pay them if you close. So I love that. Now the key with all these referral websites is that you've got to actually like fully complete your profile. It's amazing agents like sign up and they just expect leads to flow. Like you got to go in there. You got to set your profile. You got to set your coverage areas. You got to upload your past sales. You got to take the trainings. You got to do all the things, not just sign up and then, you know, complain that they're stupid because they didn't send you any leads. Like you're stupid because you didn't follow the damn directions. So get signed up, get all your information dialed in, complete your profile, upload your past sales, take the training. And then if you really want to set yourself apart, like, actually pay attention to the training. Don't just put it on so you can like check the box to be eligible for lead flow. Like take it, understand what are they looking for? Because what home lights looking for is different than fast expert is different than referral exchange. They're all looking for different things. The frequency of updates that they want, the stages that they uh, want you to use when updating the, whether or not they actually want written notes or, or not, like you need to know all of those things so that when you do receive those opportunities from them, you update accordingly and they will reward you for that. Right. Even on our own team. Like I, I talked to our newest agents today and I was like, look, if you want to move up the ladder in this company, like put the work in, even if you're not doing deals, if an opportunity comes up on one of our higher up teams in the company, like I'm looking at who's putting the work in, even if the results not there, who's putting in the work. 
Because if you're willing to put the work in on the lower price or the crappy stuff, like you're going to really put the work in on the higher price stuff. So some of these websites, they'll intentionally try to run you off and, and throw you land leads, mobile home leads, you know, low price leads. Like they'll throw you what arguably could be called trash. But if you'll put the work in on the trash, they'll give you the treasure. But you got to pay your dues. Yeah. And think about like, we do this with lenders all the time. Like I've had lenders beat my door down for years and I would always have my go-to lenders. And if my go-to lender wouldn't do it, I'd throw that trash at somebody else. And if they could actually take that trash lead and turn it into treasure, turn it into a transaction, like, okay, well, my lender today, I threw him trash for at least five years. <laughs> like, like he, my, he was the garbage man. Like I threw just trash after trash after trash at him, but he worked them. He treated every one of those the same as he would have a multi-million dollar client. And here we are years later. Now we have a really solid relationship and he's, we're doing a lot of business together because he put the work in on the trash and an opportunity arose and he slid into that spot. So, um, that would be a big one is, is work those referral portals. Most, if not all of them are taking a, just a referral fee on the back end and cost you nothing up front. So I love those. I was not expecting you to go over there, especially not number one. I don't know. There was just the I, one that I I'm like, not, this is in no particular order as they sometimes say. Well, I mean, it, it popped into your head first. So I'm cool. I like that. All right. What's the next one? Strategy so two. We did a, a full podcast episode on this, but open houses. That's There's, where I was expecting number one. Yeah. Be. I mean, I'm, I'm so all about open houses right now. I mean, more always we, we've traditionally done between 50 and hundred deals a year from open houses. So I'm a huge, huge open house fan for so many, so many reasons. Um, there's obviously the open house itself. Cool. But there's so many things that you get to spin off from the open house. So some of those things would include door knocking. That would include circle prospecting. That would include creating content on social. That would include putting your signs all over the neighborhood, right? That would include sending out an email blast. That would include a million other things that you get to do because of the open house. And the thing you'll find is like, door knocking like hey i'm kyle the neighborhood realtor you might actually get door slammed in your face with that approach but if it's hey i'm kyle i'm, I'm holding the house open around the corner you probably saw our sign want to invite you like you're not getting doors slammed in your face you're not getting hung up on um people are going to be far more receptive to that open as opposed to the i'm the local realtor approach like that's not going to work very uh, often for you, but the open house approach is, and then the beauty of the open house is, especially when you do the open house itself, the attendance is very high right now, especially on new listings, flip listings, especially the, the attendance is really, really high because there's not a lot of properties out there. So you're getting more traffic through the open house. And I'll argue with you, anybody who comes through an open house has motivation. Like so many people are like, Oh, I just got a bunch of looky loose, nosy neighbors. Like nobody's like, I have nothing better in my I wouldn't say nobody. life. No, they all have motivation. I don't There's know. all, they all got some motivation, whether they're going to do something now or in five years or 10 years. I don't care. They, they have motivation. Like they, they literally, even if they live next door, they still were like, you know what? I'm gonna put some clothes on, some shoes on. I'm gonna go walk over to Sally's house. I'm gonna Maybe go some bike like, shorts. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, there's motivation there and I want to have as many conversations with motivated people as humanly possible. So I'm all about the open house right now. If you could do an open house a day, I got a kid who's actually, I invited him to come here tomorrow. The um, kid from Palm Springs, I, he's coming to our office meeting. We're doing like our quarterly, our big meeting tomorrow. He, he's literally like, I put nine deals under contract last month. 
I was like, how'd you do? He's like, I've just your 30 open houses in 30 days. Like oh. he's like, and I think I'm going to do more. Like, I think I might try to do two a day on the weekends. Like it freaking works. The kids putting in the work. I was like, come down, man. Let's hang out for a day. Um, That's it, cool. it absolutely freaking works. If you just put the work in, and by the way, he's in a market where it's 110 degrees every single day. Um, and he's not letting it stop. I was like, who's doing your signs? Me. Like he's not letting us stop he's him got, at all. He's got the sweat equity. I yeah. love that. And he's, I think he's got plenty of sweat. I'm shit. sure. He's, I'm, 19, he's young, like late teens, early twenties. Good young on dude. him. Yeah. Um, and then one little thing that I love about this, um, you talked about all the things that you can do for open right, houses. You, cat hair it's not mine. Like, uh, door knocking, social, all, all this sort of stuff. Um, but then what I, what I love is not only are you doing that for now, but you're also building your database. So if you're working your database correctly, um, if you're utilizing things like Ylopo where they will retarget the, if someone comes into your open house and it's a three bedroom, two bath in Santee, they're going to start seeing other three bedroom, two bath homes in Santee, which I think is like, I don't know if they market it as much as they should, but I think that's game changer seeing homes that they like, they just went to. Um, I mean, it's just, you're building that database. And as long as you're working your database and you have your plan, then it's, it's deals down the line. Yep. I like that. Yeah. Strategy three, what do you got? <laughs> um, and this is another one. It's just going back to the basics is you got to reconnect with your sphere of influence. There it is. <laughs> Again, we're, we're going back to the basics here, guys. Like you don't need to go spend a freaking fortune. Like you don't need to go have all these fancy news sources that cost you a ton of money. And like the reality of it is these, these lead sources, I mean, we're very open about it. Like our conversion rate on stuff like pay-per-click and social leads is less than 1%. Like you're having to call and email and text multiple times through hundreds of people to get a single transaction, right? I, I think on social, we're converting at, is it like a quarter of a percent? Which means you gotta go through 400 of these leads to get one closing. Like and, it's insane. And this is these are being worked by, by our ISAs who are on the phone all day, who have text campaigns and email campaigns already built Retargeting for them. Retargeting campaigns, like everything. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a hard. lot. Yeah, it's so hard. So it's like, you watch all these YouTube videos and these, listen to these podcasts and people are like, oh, this source, this, that source. Man, fuck all that. Like, why don't you talk to the people you already know? Why don't you talk to the people you've already worked with? Like, let's go back to the basics. Like, we don't need to go pay a ton of money for all these new leads. Like, especially when there's all these people that are preying on you, knowing you're dumb enough. Oh, I, we'll give you 100 leads a month. Okay, but like, what's the conversion? What kind of quality of leads are these? I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and he was like, oh, I'm trying to decide which lead source. And he's like, these guys give me this many leads for this much money and these guys this much. I'm like, all right, well, tell me about the journey. Like, how did the lead get to your inbox? Uh, I don't know. And then I, I can't help you because like a, a Zillow Flex connection, we're converting at like 8%. Right, it's like what one out of 12 is turning into a closing. Whereas we just talked about a social media lead, which is a paid ad on social. We're converting one out of 400. So what, what lead are we talking about? Right? Yeah. What's There's their intent? so many companies that are preying on you, like giving you the illusion that they're giving you the, the flex connection that converts one out of eight or one out of 12 when they're really giving you the one out of 400 lead. Like, so there's, there's just so much bullshit. And then they, if you talk to any vendor and their sales pitch is, if you just sell one extra home per year, it pays for itself. Walk away. Just <laughs> walk away from the booth. 
like get off the phone. Like it is the worst sales pitch. And if you are a vendor and you're trying to sell agents, lead sources, like get rid of that line, please. Like that is the worst line. That's like when an agent has somebody come through the office. So what do you think? Like get rid of that shit. Like that, it's gotta go. I love that because Kyle will send me things to go, Hey, check this out for me. And I talk to him and, I'm, and if I find out it's, you know, this could be cool. Let's talk about it. And they say that line. I'm like, I'll give you, I'll give you advice right now. Don't say that line in front of Kyle, do whatever you want. But if you say that line in front of Kyle, he will have a call right this minute and you will not see him again. Please, please, please. I think it's a cool product. Let's move forward with it. But if you say Never that say line, that it's going to be killed immediately. So Dead on arrival. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So, so let's, let's get back in touch with our sphere of influence. Like that's who we really got to be talking to because these people, right. In order for somebody to work with you, they got to know you, like you and trust you. Like your sphere already does that. Like, why are we trying to convince At least all they these... already know you and like you? Yeah. Those are the hard ones. Yeah. Like, why are we trying to convince Mickey mouse at Disneyland.com to work with you? Like we got to get away from that, but let's get our foundation solidified first in that sphere of influence. I think is, is one that's absolutely crucial. So what are some of the things that you can do? One, Maybe you want to add them all on social media. Like that might be a good idea, but here's what I want. I don't want you to just add them. I want you to engage with them. Like if you're using Facebook, um, they have it's favorites on both of them now. So Facebook and Instagram both have the option. Once you add somebody then add them to your favorites list. And then you have the ability to on Facebook, you can have anything that's from one of your favorites show up at the top of your feed to make sure you never miss one of their posts. And if they're on Instagram, you have the ability to have a feed that's nothing but favorites. You also have the ability to add notifications to where if they put a post up or if they put a story up, you get notified about that stuff. Like, so maybe we go through our sphere of influence one, get everybody added in there and then set up these favorites and these notifications appropriately so that when they do something, we get notified and then we can engage with them when that actually happens. So there's a really good foundation that costs nothing. Um, when they do post, like, I don't want you to just give a thumbs up or a heart, whatever. Like I want you to use the strategy of acknowledge and ask or answer and ask. So anytime your sphere is posting, I want you to acknowledge whatever it is. Let's just say they, I just went to the beach this weekend. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so a good thing to do, people are going to do this now and I'm kicking myself for it. So I went to the beach this weekend. He could then go on there and be like, Oh my gosh, that beach looks so much fun. What was your favorite part I'm doing like, right now? <laughs> you could do something like that, which is engagement. Cause now what's going to happen is they're going to respond back. I'm going to tell you like the fact I got to walk to the bar at the beach and order a margarita and sit in a cabana and drink it. Like that's unheard of in San Diego. So, um, I'm going to respond back. Oh, that's so cool. And now, Facebook, we'll just run with that. Like saw this back and forth engagement between you and me. Facebook's like, oh, well they, they must like each other. And so naturally it's going to start showing my next post to you. And that could potentially be a real estate post. Um, so you got to engage with people. The more you engage with them, the more they're going to see your content, but you don't need to engage over your, your real estate post, engage over your personal post. Then they're organically going to see your real estate post. So very, very simple strategy of what you can do. Um, and I would challenge you, like if you want to improve, if you're going to use social and I've, I've actually, we had a conversation last week, like if you're posting more stories than you're making phone calls, you're doing it wrong. I'll actually take this to another level. If you're posting more stories than you're writing comments, you're doing it wrong. My number one social strategy is not to post on social. It's to just comment on social. 
you'll actually get way better results if all you do all day is just comment on other people's stuff because everybody has a favorite thing to talk about in life and that's themselves. That's what everybody wants to talk about. So, and I've had this happen. I've been in, I go to networking events all the time and I'll finish a network. I really liked so-and-so and my wife will be like, yeah, because all they, all you did is talk about yourself. Like my <laughs> wife will call me out on it. Right. Like, and I just subconsciously, I wasn't even thinking about, it, but I was like, oh, this is fun. Like they're really getting to know me. And like, no, they just <laughs> literally let me talk about myself for 20 minutes. So everybody, we're none of us are immune to it. We all like to talk about ourselves. So if you can do a good job and it was funny, we, we had a meeting with our, some of our agents recently and they were like, we were talking about how they could go after attorneys and they're like, and I was like, you need to take them out to lunch, take them to a coffee whatever. And they're like, well, what do I ask them? I don't know. Let's go into chat GPT and type it in. I am a 40 year old real estate agent meeting with a, you know, 52 year old, uh, attorney who specializes in divorce and I'm looking to build a relationship with them so that they will send me their clients who are getting divorced that need to sell their home. What are 20 questions I should ask them over a coffee meeting? And it'll literally ask you, it'll give you a list of questions and then you can say, Hey, th those are great, but I want them to mix some humor in and it'll give you more questions with a little humor mixed in. Like don't overthink this. Like chat, GP chat GPT will literally give you questions to ask. I think you should just do lawyer jokes. <laughs> I think that'll go over well with a few of them and really poorly with some others. I've, I've done it going into certain social situations, like people I'm trying to get to know, like I'll ask like, Hey, what are some good questions? And I'll just remember like one or two of them and make sure I just mix them into the conversation. And it's fantastic. I did it yesterday. Um, one other thing we talked about sphere, but we mostly talked about social. Um, engaging with your sphere true, on social. True. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I want to add to that is yes, you add them on Facebook and Instagram, but also do as much as you can to get them into your database. Get your phone contacts that you have phone numbers, emails, get them into follow boss or see or sync or whatever. Um, get them into your database so that you, when you're calling them or calling or texting through however you do it, your segments, whatever it is, um, you can connect with them on a deeper level. And that's where I think you always say, know, them, know you, like you, and trust you. I think they learn to know you and like you from social. And I think they can, they learn to trust you from the stuff that you send out via your database, um, which you can also post on social, but that's where like, that's where you can send them market updates and emails, stuff like that, where it can be a lot more real estate heavy. And they can be like, oh yeah, that guy I went to high school with, he actually knows what he's talking about. Um, and so mixing those two together, uh, I think is hugely important. Yeah. And we'll take one more before we wrap. I know we're coming up on time, but just doing some sort of an event with your sphere and don't overthink this, right? So many people are like, well, I don't have, I don't, can't do a big event like you guys did. Like don't compare my chapter or your chapter one to my chapter 20. Like, sure. We do these huge events. Honestly, they're freaking hard. I, I, barely get a chance to talk to people. Like it's chaotic. I'd rather an event with five people. Like it would be way easier. I, when we get to go to like Aztec games and stuff and football, I'm going with like six or seven people, basketball, I'm going with like three people. I love that. That's so much easier than going to a barbecue where there's 800 people. Like that's chaos to me. I hate that. I'm just trying to bounce and say hi to as many people as I can. Like, that's not fun. That's I not going love deep with going to a football game with people or basketball game. Like that's way more fun. Small group environment, really get to know each other. So what's a small event you could do. 
You can do a paint and sip night, right? You could do something like that. Um, you could just invite people to go golf with you. You could just do such simple things. Like it doesn't need to be this big multi hundred person event. Like it could be a very simple, like, Hey, we're going to do a paint and sip night, or it could just be a happy hour at a wine bar. Like literally don't overthink this. It can stuff. be, it could be a hangout in your backyard on it a could, Sunday and when you barbecue burgers. Yeah. I mean, one of the guys in our office, he does drinks on the deck and they just invite people over to his house and just hang out, set up the fire pit, have some drinks and have some music and just hang out. Like it doesn't need to be anything crazy. Like don't overthink this, that you have to have some big giant elaborate event, the smaller event, like we're going to have a, uh, Poker nights is great. I was talking to somebody recently said that they generate more business from their poker nights than any other lead source because they're really good at poker. <laughs> they're either making <laughs> or all the maybe money they're poker, terrible. They they're lose really... money. Um, <laughs> but like poker nights, right? Like if that's your jam, like do that. If it's, it's hiking, getting like all those little things, they don't need to be big, big events. It could be small stuff. Like I like to host fight nights at my house when we have, there's UFC fights or boxing matches, like invite, you know, 10 or 20 people over like smaller events like that do really, really well. So, um, so many ways that you can take advantage of this that don't cost you much money. If any, very cool. That hit what you were hoping for. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting the referral websites yeah. at all. I was expecting open houses on Sphere. And uh, part of my quarterly uh, project this this quarter is to build kind of challenges for our team to help integrate some of these things. And we touched on all three of the things that we were going to do. And I'm like, I'm on the right path. So I feel good about that. I love it. Well, hopefully you guys got some value out of the show today. If you did, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. Let YouTube know you enjoyed it. And if you want more of our content, hit the subscribe button and notification bell. If you have got questions too, you can throw them in the comment section. Brian and I respond to those personally. And if you're listening on a podcast platform, uh, if you could hook us up with a review, that means a lot. And make sure to hit the subscribe button as well. Um, so you always are uh, up to date on new episodes that we're putting out. And before we wrap, one of the things we like to do is to share something that we utilize in our business that either saves us time, makes us more money, or helps us have more fun. We refer to that as the whistle widget of the week. What do you got for us, Brian? So I will be fully transparent, and I have not used this yet, but we were having a little backyard barbecue at my house this weekend, uh, and we were talking about Prime Day, uh, which just happened a couple days before we filmed this. And we talked about the prices and how they fluctuate. And they told me about this app that I'm positive we haven't done on this on this podcast before. Do you know what it's called? Temu? Timu? Oh, no. I, they were talking about Camel, Camel, Camel. Okay. And so it's a it's a add-on or a website that you can use for Chrome. I guess the website's for anything. And it'll show you the fluctuation of the price. So you can see oh, hey, this is pretty low. This is almost as low as it's ever been. Or, hey, it's at a really high point right now. If I don't need this item right now, I'll wait a couple weeks. And I think they can even notify you and let you know, hey, the iPad dropped 50 bucks. Go ahead and take care of it now. So camel, camel, camel. Okay. I was going to, I could go to an Amazon one right now, but I don't know if I used it, but I'm going to do it anyway. We can reuse these sometimes. Oh, you, done you like, did. Are you talking about fake spot? Yeah. Yeah, we did it. We did it. Okay. Yep. I'll go to a different one then. Um, <laughs> so this one is like my Instagram following has been picking up a lot lately, primarily because I've been going, um, heavy on reels and using looping audio and videos with long captions, which is crushing right now. Um, and I'm typically including some sort of call to action. Like if you want my list of all the referral websites, comment with the word referral. 
And I'll be like, if you do that, I'll send you over this list. Well, I was like manually going in every time somebody would comment with referral, I would like go click on their thing and then send over like copy and paste a link. It was like a freaking headache. It was a lot of work. Um, and so there's a service we used to use a lot on Facebook when we were building out an audience there and it's called many chat and you can just go into many chat and say, Hey, if somebody comments with the word referral, you could either say on all post or a specific post. If somebody comments with the word referral automatically send this DM and it'll send a DM with a, whatever link you want to include. And it just automatically happens and you don't even have to think about it. And I freaking love it. It's I- saving me so much time. And I think it's like, 15 bucks a month or something. And I think you can also do like campaigns to where, you know, 12 hours after you can send this thing, you can get really complicated with it. Yeah. So you could send like a follow up one that's like, Hey, I just want to make sure you got the information and yeah, Yeah. you could do some pretty sweet stuff. So many chat, uh, is a really badass tool saving me a lot of time. Awesome. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. We look forward to seeing you next week. I'm Kyle whistle with EXP realty. I'm Brian coaching. See ya.